Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in, and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pipe. This podcast is sounding a little bit different than the previous episodes that we've done. We're actually doing this over the internet and it's an interesting experience. In the background, I can see Kath's kitchen, her fridge. It feels like I haven't been to your house for years. Look at it and look at you, Kath's in a dressing gown because we can all live in pyjamas or dressing gowns during lockdown, can't we? Well, what's the point of making wardrobe choices? No point. Absolutely no point whatsoever. So I'm just staying in my dress again and also I live in my lovely pyjamas that were bought for me at Christmas by my lovely best friend. <gasps> Would that be me? I actually yes. nailed your present for once in my life. For once you actually were thoughtful and got decent presents. Before we kick off, I want you to imagine we are all floating high up in the clouds in a hot air balloon, the birds glide past as we drift gently on a warm, still day. The views are breathtaking. We've all got a glass of something nice to sit as we watch the world float by. What do you think, Kath? I kind of like it, but I've always been concerned that if I get into a hot air balloon, I'm going to have an overwhelming urge to throw myself out. <laughs> Honestly, I have. And that's why I don't think it's probably a good idea for me to ever go in one. I'm never taking you in one. That would make me so nervous. Unless I was wearing one of those, you know, those suits with wings that people jump off of mountains wearing. That would give you a fighting chance, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would give me a fighting chance and I could glide gracefully to earth. So I'm thinking that we need some strawberries dipped in chocolate. I think that's a very appropriate snack. What say you? Oh, I love strawberries dipped in chocolate. It's one of my very favourite things. Well, there we go. We can share them. And what drink are we going to have? Well, if you're having strawberries and chocolate, there's only one drink to have, and that's Prosecco. Perfect. And the exciting thing is, it's no longer dry January, so you can participate in said Prosecco. I can celebrate in said Prosecco. And the thing with me is, because I've been without alcohol for so long, I'm probably just going to nick the whole bottle. It's so good to have your company for episode 18 of our podcast, The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. In our podcast, we like to celebrate the challenges we all face. We do think of this podcast as a guide on, well, I suppose what not to do. It's a bit of a survival guide, really. It really is. Learn from our mistakes because there's so many. We mess up on a daily basis. So I'm wondering, Kath, how has your week been? So you've got to the end of dry January and veganuary's over little party to celebrate maybe yeah you know what i might actually have copious amounts of pinot grigio whilst watching something excellent on netflix the thing is i don't know about you but i am getting excited by tv programs i never thought i would for example have you given the dog grooming show a go oh pooch perfect i absolutely love it i am addicted to it but the only problem is that you know what I'm like with dogs every single dog I see I'm just like they could come and live with me I could fit them in it's not a problem and your husband is away working so I'm wondering whether the guinea pigs have happened yet because that was your plan Luigi and Giuseppe no they haven't yet 
but I have seen a couple of cute ones. I am thinking about it. The one I've seen looks like it's got a really bad hair day. So cute. How can you resist? I know, but I can imagine what my husband would be like when he comes home. He'll probably turn round and go straight back out the door again. (laughs) Not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) Actually, Ames, before we go any further, I have some breaking news to share with you. And you are going to be shocked to the very core of your being. I can't wait. What is this? Come on. So my daughter is doing, have I mentioned this, a Bachelor of Arts in Spanish and she's fluent. She had a lecture, online lecture at the dinner table last night. And obviously I can't understand what they're saying because it's all in Spanish and the lecturer just speaks in Spanish. Talking about the Falklands War and one of the questions I answered for her and it was so right. Her lecturer was really impressed with her because she typed it in what I had said so basically I am a university student I can answer university level questions therefore I am extraordinarily clever so I'm wondering what you're doing on this podcast with me now how do you feel you can even talk to me to be fair this is what I wanted to bring up with you as well I have to shake you off like dust on my sandals it's been lush you know it's been really nice but I have to find people of my own caliber now I completely understand gosh you're taking it a lot better than I thought I thought they'd be screaming and crying nose running listen I can't answer a single question on mastermind so I am not at your standard I get excited when I get five letters on countdown yeah you've definitely made me realize that moving on and upwards is a good thing for me I need to tell you about my week because homeschooling is a weekly actually a daily an hourly a minute by minute challenge I'm not any good at it I think all teachers are absolute heroes and I take my hat off to them. Did you know, Kath, that children on average ask 288 questions a day? Just ignore them. It doesn't surprise me, though. I'm constantly being asked questions and I can't imagine what it's like for parents with younger children. I mean, my youngest is 14. But get this, right? We're talking about intelligence. You with your university question. Well, I got very excited this week with some schoolwork because I actually completed some science for one of my daughters just to help her catch up because she had a massive backlog of work and it just seems impossible for her to be able to get to the end of it. So I said, I'll have a go at a couple of them and then you can type them up so you're learning them as you're doing it. So I had to do notes, watching different videos and then I had to answer GCSE exam questions on compounds and ionic bonding. Who knew that was even a thing? Is that what we did when we first met? We ionically bonded. Yeah, let's just say yes. <laughs> so I have been on tenterhooks because obviously the work was sent off to the teacher the teacher then Mm -hmm. marks it so I've been waiting for the results so I keep checking with my daughter have you heard back from your science teacher yet well she did yesterday this is so exciting my results are in 100% and two merits awarded Thank you very much. Well, I don't think that I've ever been more impressed with you. It won't be long until you're at my university level if you carry on like this. (laughs) Okay, so you answered questions on ionic bonding. Well, what is it then? Oh, that was a big silence. Well, I mean, I can't say that I'm exactly sure what it is. In fact, I'm not sure at all. There's something to do with atoms, bonding, sharing electrons 
something about that. I can't even remember, but I still got two merits and 100%. You can't take that away from me. My brain only retains what it needs to. Don't we all know it? We all suffer on a daily basis because of your brain. (laughs) Moving swiftly on, it is that time in the podcast already for a confession. We regularly get things wrong, as we've shared with you. We mess up on a daily basis. And oh, this week it's my turn. I can't believe it. I love a confession. And what is a confession without a fanfare? Everybody needs a fanfare in their life. When they answer one of their children's university questions, that's your level, or GCSE for me, we need a fanfare. Absolutely. When we're all surviving another day of lockdown, we all need a fanfare. While my son isn't here, we have his room and his bed is all made up, ready for whenever he's able to come back at the end of lockdown. It looks very inviting. Well, I have had to find somewhere to go and hide during homeschooling. Just five minutes of peace here or there and his bed is the place to be because they haven't found me yet. I go and I creep into the room. I don't turn any lights on. It's like I'm doing something really wrong. I crawl onto the bed and curl up nice and comfy and then I lie as still and quietly as I can. It almost feels like a therapist bed for me. The other day, my husband came in and I said, can you just sit on a chair and ask me a few questions about how I am? It was brilliant. (laughs) That honestly happened. But the children haven't found me yet. It's genius. You know, when you've got children and they just want to know where you are and what you're doing, you might be on the toilet. They want to come in. Yeah, it's very depressing. I mean, if I could fit into my downstairs cupboard, believe you me, I'd be crammed in there by now. I'm so excited. So I don't know what you think about this. I'm planning on moving a snack box into the room and maybe a mini fridge. That is such a good idea. The only thing is, though, you're going to have to be really careful with wrappers because they're going to hear you unwrapping things. They've got supersonic hearing if they hear a wrapper being undone yeah they don't hear you with anything else but if a chocolate wrapper is being opened I could mask that I could run in and flush the toilet in the bathroom and then run back to the bed and quickly unwrap said chocolate genius absolutely I think do it do it I think everybody needs to find a hiding place it doesn't have to be a spare bed it could be I don't know your garage your shed but you all need as homeschoolers to find a place where you can just hide for five minutes Take five minutes out and then go back in all serene. What can I help you with, darling? (laughs) It's like self-care. Let's just put it under the self-care umbrella and then you can just please yourself, can't you? Your self-care is going off to your yard, isn't it? And seeing your shire horse. Yes, absolutely. Because she's so grumpy and it makes me laugh. I make her hug me and then that makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right. So every week we love to bring you our favourite news story of the week. It could be from Cornwall or it could be worldwide. It doesn't matter. We're not going to split hairs. And this one is quite sweet and it leads me on to thinking about a few things. So a long lost photo has been discovered buried in a wall cavity in the back of a tiny store cupboard in a shop in Helston in Cornwall. The photo is the wedding of former owners of the shop, John and Clara Lugg, in 1936. Do you know, this photo was so lovely and I was really attracted to this news story because I thought, who would hide a photo in a wall cavity? But then we looked at it and my husband realised that 
his grandparents feature in the photo. How weird is that? No way. Yeah. Honestly, that is mad. How crazy is that? But this got me thinking, what would you hide in a wall cavity? Say you were decorating a room and there was a cavity in the wall. (laughs) Would you hide something for people to find in 50, 60, 100 years time? And if so, what would you hide? I'd hide a pair of my Harry Potter socks. Your Harry Potter socks. And you know how precious they are to me. But I would willingly hide them for someone to find. And a little note saying, Catherine used to live here and she loved Harry Potter. The end. (laughs) The end. end. So no photo, nothing about your history. I'd put on the note, P.S. 2020 was absolutely rubbish. I'm not sure how I would feel to find another person's dirty socks in a wall cavity because let's face it, they will have disintegrated by the time somebody finds them. They probably wouldn't be wearable. So what is the actual point? And who wants to find someone else's dirty socks? You haven't thought this one through at all. Excuse me. First of all, they'd be freshly laundered. And second of all, I'd seal them in a sandwich bag. So I would like to think that the person who finds them could carry on my legacy and wear them. Absolutely disgusting. Would you wear a pair of socks you'd found in a wall cavity? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, you're sort of besmirching my idea. And I do get your point. Oh, I'll put a PPS on my note. So my note so far saying, here are my favourite Harry Potter Hufflepuff socks. PS, 2020 was absolutely rubbish. PPS, These socks are freshly laundered and sealed in a bag for your delight. Right. Well, I really feel sorry for the person that finds those socks. I think I would have to leave a letter describing what life was like or a photograph. And I think the person that finds my treasure would be much happier than the person that finds your smelly socks. But just saying. They're not going to be smelly socks. Will you stop saying that, please? Because I've just told you they're going to be freshly laundered and sealed, maybe even vacuum packed. So they're going to be fine. They'll probably come out as fresh as the day they went in so you put your photograph wherever you like I'm sticking to the socks but how boring have things become during lockdown I mean the things that you never thought would excite you I don't know about anyone else listening whether you feel the same you see a glimmer of sunshine and you think we can go for a walk again brilliant Let's go for our daily walk. You get excited about dogs on the television. I mean, it's mainly around television, isn't it? And what you binge watching, let's face it. What else do you get excited about? I can't believe that I had a go at banana bread again the other day. I don't even like banana bread. What's the matter with you? Why even bother? I tell you what, I wish I could get excited about my Disney cross-stitch because I had about 50,000 magazines flop through my letterbox the other day. I got sent a folder to keep them all in. I'm stressing out. I feel like sitting under the table every time the post comes through the letterbox now because I think oh please don't be any more Disney magazines (laughs) for me to cross stitch you're gonna have to push yourself out of your comfort zone and make a start on the first one I believe in you I think you can do this cross stitch you just need to start I don't think I can I'm too overwhelmed with it all it's overwhelmed I've even put it in our spare room all of it Listen, get all the patterns out, put them all in your little folder, look at which one you think's the easiest one, and then give it a go. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Literally, it's enough effort to get out of bed and put a dressing gown on. I don't think I'm up to sorting out cross-stitch patterns. I'll mentally prepare myself for the next three or four months. Okay. 
I have to say, I do agree with you. The energy levels are low during lockdown. You haven't got the energy to do anything. I mean, at the beginning, I was thinking, oh, I'd love to learn to knit. I haven't suggested to my daughter to teach me. I don't have any inclination to learn to no. I've thought about it. Well, it didn't go very well when your mum tried to teach us how to crochet. We could only crochet straight lines. We couldn't go around corners. I was so excited because I managed to crochet a whole ball of wool. Yeah, and what was the point? There was no point. I mean, it couldn't even be a decent draft excluder, could it? Because it's just got loads of holes in it. So it was just a pointless waste of time. Your poor mother... Every episode of our podcast, you know that we love to bring a word for the week. And we ask you, just slip this word seamlessly in and then give yourself an internal high five when you've done it. So, Kath, let's have a drum roll because we need a drum roll before we do anything. What is our word for the week, Kath? Well, this is very satisfying to say. Horns woggled. Oh, horns woggled. That sounds a little bit Harry Potter-esque, doesn't it? Did you want to know what it means? Go for it. It means to be cheated. That sounds so good. I have been horns woggled. It's when I lose every single board game that I play with my children. Every time. Horns woggled. See, the thing is, you should be more like me and not play games. And then you wouldn't get horns woggled. I hate playing games. Be more like Kath. Don't play any board games with your children. Live in your dressing gown and hide socks in your wall cavity. (laughs) (laughs) That's my life in a nutshell. (laughs) Okay, so can you slip our word for the week, horns woggled, seamlessly into conversation? We will salute you. We love a salute, don't we, Kath? Oh, we love a salute. Now, before your survival guide tip, for this week, Kath, I just want to ask, what is the most ridiculous thing that you believed as a child? I don't really know if I want to admit this because it is really, really embarrassing. Okay. It's actually borderline mortifying. So come on then, out with it. When I left school, I didn't actually realise that you still didn't get the school holidays off when you worked. I thought you still had summer holidays, half terms, Easter, etc, etc. I had no idea that you had a certain amount of holiday days. (laughs) You had to book your time off. I just thought everything shut down over the school holidays. Nobody told me any different. I didn't know that that was the case. So until what age did you believe this, Kath? 17. Oh, okay. So a long time. Yeah, don't, because it's really, really embarrassing. The thing is, right, nobody tells you at school. They don't pull you aside and say, oh, by the way, when you leave school, you don't get holidays anymore. So how was I supposed to know? Fair enough. My thing that I believed as a child was that if you swallow fruit seeds, the fruit will grow inside you. Really worrying if you've just eaten a watermelon, just saying. Yes, my mum used to say that because I always eat the whole of an apple, which you could never believe. And uh, my mum used to tell me that I'd get an apple tree growing out of my ears. That kept me up at night. I can't believe that you eat the whole apple, including the core. I still can't get my head around that. It's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? Why? But you're not meant to eat the core bit. Says who? You? No. Have you ever seen anything written down that says, don't eat the core of an apple? No. And to be honest with you, it's just born out of laziness because if I don't eat the core 
then I have to get up and put it in the bin. And I can't be bothered with that. So I've always eaten the whole apple. And I suppose I can't really argue with you this week because you are answering university questions correctly. I'm still at the GCSE stage. Thank you. Respect where respect is due. I believed as well that the moon followed me. Don't. I thought it was just me specifically that it was just shining a spotlight on. Don't say anything, Amy, because, again, I'm mortified. Oh, that's quite sweet, though. <laughs> I, there's still a part of me that believes that. <laughs> when you've grown up with something that you've believed all your life, it's really hard to change the opinion on it, isn't it? Yes. I'm not going to deviate from that. <laughs> Listen, I can't believe we're nearly at the end of the podcast. But before we go, we have to have your survival guide tip of the week Kath because without it I don't know how any of us are meant to carry on people are probably thinking to themselves how have I got through without these genius ideas I know it's a service isn't it and now bear in mind the fact that these tips are brought to you by a university student one question Kath one question well and actually I gave her the background to other questions so whatever okay let us get on with my tip now this is genius and I did this yesterday and I felt very very proud of myself when you're going to go shopping take a photo of your fridge and your cupboards and then voila no shopping list because you've got photographic evidence on your phone now this is actually a really good idea because when I've gone shopping quite often I've ended up having to phone home how much have we got left of this and do we need this and I hate doing shopping lists and then I can never find them I lose them when I go shopping but take the photo if you've got a phone that you're able to do it on and then you don't need a list this is brilliant Kath and then you're not having to read down a list on your phone and think oh I don't know where I am now I don't I can't remember what I've got and what I haven't because it just eliminates the worry You've got photographic evidence, you pull the picture up on your phone and you go, ah, I need ketchup. And on that note, it is time for us to say goodbye. But just before we do, we want to give a little warning because I think it's important that people are prepared, don't you, Kath? I do, I do. I feel that forewarned is forearmed. We're a little bit sad about this, but uh, this is episode 18. We're going to record two more episodes of our podcast, and then we're going to take a little break. That will be the end of season one of our podcast, and then we're going to come back with something similar, but a little bit different. It's going to be really, really exciting, and we'll let you all know when we're coming back with it, and it won't be long. We won't keep you hanging around long, but just wanted to warn you about that. But thank you for joining us for the 18th episode of the extortionate price of a fish pie. Together, we embrace the challenges life brings, celebrate the mistakes, and most importantly, laugh as we work out how to navigate this thing called life. So until next time, Amy, say goodbye. Toodle pip, say goodbye, Kath. Cheers and gone. <laughs>